0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome. Tonight, we're going to be learning Chapter 4 of Shahr Habitachin, the Gate of Trust. And we're up to Class Number 4. Previously, I think last week I said it was Class 5. I apologize. We're currently up to Chapter 4, Class 4. And tonight, we're going to learn something which um, is so, so relevant, and that is about our own health what is the perspective we need to have on our health? Um, Talking with doctors and taking care of our health. And the question is so big that the Gemara asks, the Gemara in Kisubit says, I'm sorry, the Gemara in Baba Kama says, if someone is sick, maybe that's what Hashem wants from them. And a doctor is now going against what Hashem has put in place. Maybe it's witchcraft. In other words, Hashem made this person sick and leave him. And and if Hashem wants him to get better, he'll get better. So the Gemara says, no. The Torah itself tells us that Hashem has given power to doctors and we need to go to the doctor. So how does this connect to chapter four? Chapter four, we're learning about seven areas where we need to have the in Hashem and the different relationship we have with Hashem in those areas. And today we're going to finish the first area, which was our basic necessities. We said when it comes to life and death, we have to fully trust in Hashem. Hashem will take care of us, but we have to make sure we don't do anything dangerous when it comes to having money for our basic necessities. We need to go to work and do what we can, but it's ultimately going to all be in Hashem's hands. We trust Hashem will give us that money. We just need to do our part. And the same thing is going to be when it comes to preserving our own health. We trust that our soul in Hashem's hands. Hashem is going to make the decision if we're going to be healthy. But we need to do our part to remain healthy. Let's see that inside. The chay noy Benin Habrius, just like we said With regard to life and death and money, so too we will say regarding health and illness. It is incumbent upon a person to rely on the creator regarding this. So I trust that my health is fully in Hashem's hands. However, at the same time, but he's also obligated to make efforts for his continued health using those means which naturally assist the person to remain healthy. So we have to be proactive to keep ourselves healthy. And to heal himself from disease in the manner in which people customarily use to heal diseases. So if the general population have accepted a certain healing as, as healthy and good so we should be following with them in that scenario as the creator has commanded us and he shall surely be healed which is, which is understood to be an instruction from God to make efforts to heal oneself so we need to do our part to keep ourselves healthy. However, this is hard. However, he should do so without relying on the causes of health and illness. (laughs) That they themselves have the ability to aid him or harm him. Unless the creator allows them to. So we, we have to truly believe that the illness will not come unless Hashem allows it to come. And healing is going to come when Hashem or because Hashem allows it to come. But at the same time, we have to try our best to do everything in a natural way. So it's hard. It's hard to go to the doctor and every day do your exercise and make sure to eat healthy. Believing that you're on the appropriate path for good health, but at the same time know that what you're doing is not what's making you or keeping you healthy. What's making you or keeping you healthy is Hashem. It's a little tough, I think. And any thoughts about that? Okay. Hi, Moshe Mendel. Now, what we're going to say here is the proof is that Hashem can heal you even in the most even in ways that are opposite of healing. And we're actually going to share three stories that we learn in Tanakh, where people were healed in ways that naturally would have been more harmful. Let's see that inside. When a person relies on the Creator, he will heal him from his illness, illness either through the natural means in which the person engaged, or otherwise. So maybe it will look like you're getting healed from the medicine. Maybe it will look like you're getting healed because you just went for another x-ray and the item was gone. As the verse says, and tell him that Hashem sends forth his word and he will heal them. You don't need medicine. You just need Hashem's word. You need Hashem to say, I want everybody in Portland, Oregon, to be fully healthy. They could use all their feet properly. Uh, they, they all will have their five senses will operate appropriately. Only the best of health. You just need the words and you're healed. So we don't need the medicine per se. We don't need a doctor per se. We need Hashem. And that's what we're gonna say now. It is possible that the Almighty will heal him using the substance, which by nature is very harmful. Story number one. As is well known from the story of Elisha the prophet and the harmful water which was causing this people to be ill, and the Almighty remedies the water with salt, which by nature is the most harmful thing for water that is the verse eight, and the water is bad and the land is unproductive. Uh, sorry, let's go back here. And so, nonetheless, by taking salt, the water was healed. What's the story? The story is this happened very soon after Eliyahu Hanavi went to heaven alive, and his student Elisha. Saw this happen, and Elisha became the prophet following the um, going to heaven of of Elijah the prophet. So soon after that, he came to a town, Elisha, and the water was dangerous. And Hashem instructed Elisha to take salt which normally is unhealthy for water and throw it in. And that itself heals the water. So sometimes the healing is going to come by things that naturally look unsafe for us to do. So, another example is, by when the Jewish people in Mara had no water to drink because the water there was bitter. So we find that the verse says, um, the verse says, and the Lord instructed him. Who is him? Call it out. Who does Hashem instruct in this scenario? Moshe. And the Lord instructed Moshe concerning a piece of wood which he cast into the water. So Moshe took a piece of water and threw it into the, wa- into the water of Mara, And it made the water taste better. Now here's in, an interesting majlis The in and the ancient rabbi said in the Medrash, shaharduf, that it was the wood of the Redufni tree, which is a bitter tree. And nonetheless, the bitter tree being thrown into the water made the water sweet for the Jewish people. Why? Because Hashem wasn't saying that this tree is a cure for any water that doesn't taste good. Hashem was saying, I'm going to try and make this look a little natural. I'm going to make the unhealthy water become healthy. okay. So throw in this uh, bitter tree branch. We just need Hashem. We need to do our part, but it's all up to Hashem. And a third story that bears, that shares this point that Hashem could deal us with things that naturally look unsafe so in the similarly this story is talking about king hezekiah king hezekiah got very sick and yeshaya hanavi the prophet yeshaya came and told him he's going to die so king hezekiah who tashem and because of his prayer, he gained more years of life, he didn't die. But at the same time, he was sick. He had different, um, different uh, items on his body, different boils, so to say. And how is he gonna be healed from these boils? He's gonna be healed by things that naturally make your boils even more painful. He was told, Yesu develops to Amin. Let them take a cake of pressed fig. the Yimrichu al-Shrin and lay it for a plaster on the boil, and it will heal. If you take figs, pressed figs, and you put it on boils, it's going to be extremely painful. Yet, nonetheless, Yishayahu told King Hinski Yahu, that the way for you to be healed from this, these boils is by putting on the pressed figs. So here we have two stories of how Hashem could heal you in any way possible. Now we're going to flip the scenario and say, what happens if someone relies on the doctor and they forget about Hashem? So now we're going to sh- share a story that happened with King Asa, who got sick and he relied on the doctor. And we, talk, we don't uh, talk with great with pride about that story. Let's see what happens. You already know, as mentioned in the third introduction, chapter 3, that which transpired with King Asa, king of Yehuda, who, who went ill. Who went ill, relied on the doctors to heal him and let go of his trust of the Almighty, and how he was told off for this. So relying on the doctors is not an appropriate path. <speaking in Hebrew> for he brings pain, Hashem brings pain, and binds it. He wounds, and his hands heal. So we're concluding the idea of your basic necessities and health is the basic necessity. And we're saying that when it comes to trusting Hashem for your basic necessity, we need to trust fully, it's all in our champagne, but we still need to do our part to keep ourselves healthy. So I want to, I want to just take a moment to reflect on this idea of keeping ourselves healthy. So we need to go to doctors. No one should ever say, I don't want to go to the hospital if they need to. I don't want to go to the doctor, Hashem will heal me here. Because the doctor is is part of Hashem's healing process. We need to go to the dentist, take care of our teeth. We need to take, we need to go to mental health professionals. When something is bothering us mentally, these are all part of Hashem's plan, but we need to know and trust that Hashem is using them as tools to heal us. But that is not the healing. Does that sound uh, feasible, Ye- Yeshua?
1: No, oh, totally. No, I mean, I mean, the argument that I, <laughs> the argument that I'd make would be: Is there anyone on this call that thinks that there's anything on this planet? or in this solar system that's not from Hashem <laughs> I mean, Th- a... therefore how can you you know how can you say that anything that you do or anyone else does is not from Hashem
0: I, I appreciate you I, pre- I will, sure. l- let me I take you a question does anyone anyone here want to kind of maybe share perspective um, on this idea of health and following what the uh, general masses think is the healthy plans. Okay I'm just gonna have to pick on somebody. Um you know Mark you're on you're you're always on the Yeshua what's your thought? Moshe
1: um <clears throat> so This thing that keeps going on in my my mind about what we've discussed in past weeks about this concept of free will, and that Hashem may provide the doctor and the medicine, but if I choose not to believe in modern medicine or whatever, then Hashem's taken me to the water, but I am choosing not to drink. So I'm, 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 I'm really struggling, and I've been struggling with it for a few weeks now, this concept of the free will piece of all of this. And that, yes, I, I agree with, with with Jim that Hashem created everything. It, even things we can't we probably can't even imagine out there, out in the universe, you know, that Elon Musk is discovering for us. Um, but the, 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 the whole concept of free will and that Hashem could put all these things in front of me, but if I'm not reaching out to grab the opportunity or to take advantage, then is that on me or is that on Hashem?
0: You're asking a good question that I'm not going to answer now. And the reason I won't answer it now. Part of the reason is the Rambam says to fully answer it, you'd have to write enough paper that will fill the entire heaven and earth, the entire earth. Uh, so it, it's a the, the full answer I can't provide, uh, but I do believe with, as we continue to learn, we'll have a semi answer.
1: I just wanted to put a question out there that was challenging, so you won't call on me again.
0: Uh, <laughs> fair enough. Well, let me just clarify what the Rambam says is-, is uh, Yeah,
1: I want my turn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: When I said it's hard to answer, the Rambam says this idea that we have free choice, and yet Hashem knows everything that's going to happen is, um, is something that's hard to fully clarify.
2: That's true.
0: Okay. And I do want to mention we have a mental health professional on our call. Moshe Whitman is here, and uh, we're honored to join. Usher, it's great to see you. So now we're going to talk about the second category where we're talking applies. and that is to additional income. Remember until now we said Hashem guarantees you sustenance for today. You're guaranteed enough food for supper and tomorrow you're guaranteed enough food for breakfast and when lunch comes around lunch And when supper comes around, supper. But I'm going to imagine all of us here hope that we have enough food in our fridge for longer than just tonight. And that we have enough money in our bank account, not only that we could pay this month's rent or mortgage, but God forbid if something happens, we want six months protection. You know, we want... And we also want—we don't only want to be able to have supper tonight. We also want to make sure that we have air conditioning on in our house because it's very hot. And we want to make sure that we have more than just the basic necessities. So, what is our relationship with line in, in, the, in the additional income? And I wanted to share in shorts and then we'll see it inside. When it came to the basic necessities, you said you need to do everything you can to remain healthy. And you have to look for a job. But you have to trust us all in champagne. When it's going to come to additional income, we're going to say that you don't need to do anything. So what does that mean? If Hashem wants you to have enough money, to put away and support others, by working within your general business capacity, He's gonna, Hashem will give it to you. Staying up at night and not sleeping is not gonna help you make that money. So again, when it comes to additional income, our connection to Hashem, the bitachin we have in Hashem is, that Hashem is gonna give it to me through the means of work that I'm doing for my basic necessities. Let's see that inside. The explanation of the proper be talking one should have regarding the second category. And what is the second category? The sea based which is comprised of those matters that pertain to a person's property, the means with which he obtains his sustenance, the of the and malacha, the means with, uh, and the manner in which he conducts himself in his business, whether his occupation involves commerce, work. So now we're going to list many types of work. Whether his occupation involves commerce, work, travel, him being appointed for certain tasks, or being a hired worker, a clerk, service of the king, a treasurer, a contractor, buying merchandise on credit, being a scribe, or any type of work, any other type of work. Travel in the desert or the sea and the similar occupations which people busy themselves so they can amass wealth and increase their livelihood beyond that which is necessary for them. So if someone is taking a substantial job, with the hope that this job is going to bring them more than just tonight's supper. So, the correct manner in which one is to rely on the Almighty regarding them. Is that a person should occupy himself with those occupations that the Creator has prepared for him but only engage in them as much as is necessary for his need for his food and so that he can obtain those worldly matters that are necessary for him so you should your, your focus and work is to make sure is to work in order to have food on the table to have the basic necessities. Now, once you go to work with that assumption, if the creator decrees that he will have additional livelihood than that which is necessary, then it will come to him without his exertion and toil. But this is provided that he relies on the Almighty for it. So let's let's reflect on what this meant. If, If you remember, in one of the first classes we learned, that if you trust in Hashem, Hashem got your back 100%. But if you trust in something else, Hashem says, let's try that out and see what happens. Trust in the money you have. Trust in your relationship with the king. And we'll see where that takes you. So actually, by not trusting in Hashem, by trusting in something else, you're losing the the assurance of Hashem. And so let's apply, and that is what he's saying here, provided that he relies on the Almighty. So to apply this a little bit more practically in relation to your additional income, if someone does not trust in Hashem, let's say Reuven was picked by Hashem that he's going to have a lot of money. He should be a wealthy person. So now Reuven has two ways to make that money. Option A is to trust in Hashem, that Hashem is going to give him whatever he needs, And Reuven is going to go to work for his basic necessities. He's just going to invest the time needed for his job. And Hashem will provide him within that time period the additional money. That's if you trust in Hashem. Now, if someone doesn't trust in Hashem and they're supposed to get that money, they may need to be working on weekends and nights. They're going to have to work much harder to get what Hashem has given them. However, he should not increase his efforts to pursue those means of livelihood, nor should he rely on them in his heart. So, to go ahead and say I'm going to go into a certain profession and I'm going to invest all this time because that is going to make me wealthy, well, if it has not been decreed that he will have any more sustenance than he needs by Hashem, then even if all the beings which are in the heavens and the earth would make efforts to increase his livelihood more than which has been decreed for him, then they would not be able to do so any matter, or through any means. So, you're only going to get what Hashem has decreed for you. And no matter what you're going to do, it's not going to help you. When a person relies on Hashem, He'll find peace of mind and tranquility of the soul. Since he knows that that which has been designated for him will not be passed over to anyone else. And that his sustenance will not reach him earlier or later than the time in which it has been decreed to do so. I mean, I think we're learning here very powerful ideas. No one is going is to touch your wealth. No one can touch your money, meaning there may be causes that you think are natural causes that are making you not have as much money as you have. But they weren't caused by the people which appear to cause them. I'll give you an example. If a business opens up near someone and you start losing money, you could say that business opening up caused them to lose money, which is true. That is the outward cause. But Or we could also reflect that ultimately the reason that it's being allowed to happen is because Hashem allowed it to happen. Now, what this helps us with is the knowledge that I just need to do my part. Working more, working less, this is not going to get me any more money. It's not going to get me that far. In fact, it's going to get me the opposite of far, right? I just read a study that, that there's a certain amount of hours that, that people invest in work. And the, and the moment you go over that amount, maybe it was like once you go to 50 hours a week, production goes down. You know, and between, I think they're saying, until 40, that's just cutting it. 40 to 50, that's like the prime. The moment you go to past 50 hours a week, you actually are just decreasing your function, your, your, what, you're, your, what you're producing. So we need to have a job, a job that with Hashem's help will will sustain us. But the job is just a tool. One of the many tools through which Hashem can give us what we need. And I think this may help clarify why the Rebbe spoke a lot about college. And as you know, within the yeshiva world, Many people don't go to college. And the Rebbe spoke about this. You know, at at times he encouraged people to go to college after they got married. Um, And and the, you know, the reasoning behind the challenges of college, I'm not gonna discuss at this moment. I'm happy to discuss at a a later time. But what I wanted to mention, what I want to specifically talk about at this moment is, there is a notion or a thought process out there, that without going to college, you're not going to get a job. You're not going to have any money. In other words, there's this mindset that the only way you're going to be able to make money is by going to college. And that mindset is not a Jewish mindset, meaning the Jewish mindset is we have to do our part. To get a job so you may say in many circumstances you may say doing your part to get a job is going to college i hear that i hear that but to say that college gives you the job that is not an appropriate mindset so again let me clap i'm not saying the con- we're not having a conversation tonight saying don't go to college that's not our conversation but the conversation we are having is don't say that college is going to give you the money you need and college is the answer for your life. Shmuel, what's your thoughts? Oh, Mark, you, you know, I wasn't going to pick on you. Well, not, well,
1: are you saying my English literature degree won't make me any money? I'm so disappointed. <laughs> I,
0: I, I can't, no comments, no comments. <laughs> um, Mark, is my, is, what do you think about the point being made?
1: No, I mean, you make a very good point, and that, that's not just about a Jewish thing. That's in general. I mean, if you, if you, you know, I believe that you need an education as part of your foundation. Now where you get that education, you get it from lots of different places, but I believe you need an education because without an education, the cards are stacked against you from getting a good job that will give you some a, a decent income. So you, you want to start, you want to, you want to, get all the advantages you can in the world and one of those is getting an education whether that's learning how to be a welder or learning how to be a doctor it's getting an education and i think too many people want to get something without getting that education first
0: i appreciate that point education i wouldn't i wouldn't uh i would be out of a job if education wasn't uh yeah wasn't here so so i'm I'm a fan of education Asher, um, what's your thoughts? We haven't heard from you.
2: You're you're muted, Asher. I'm unmuting myself now. Okay. Uh, uh, yes, indeed. Uh, there are there are many kinds of education. Uh, I myself took a took a technical certificate rather than a four year degree to get into the kind of work I do now, and I'm, I'm quite satisfied with how it's going. And um, it's it's important that the, that that you know why you're doing what you're doing. It's I think it's important to have have a sense of why you want to be successful, what you want to do with the resources that you have to support a family, or or to help the community, or whatever. We got to have a purpose um that's there's there's got to be a, a, a guiding principle there first and foremost um certainly uh, I'm pretty sure we would all agree that just um, making more money for the sake of making more money is not it's not a healthy uh, it's not a healthy thing or even for the sake of well an honor and uh, and um, you know and, and being successful in business is, is not is not itself a sign of intimacy particular intelligence either, Avot um, says, Most of, but education, education I think is, is not just in the classroom or in a formal setting. Most of what we learn about the world, we learn from other people. And most of the most important things we learn about the world are not facts and processes, but foundational values. You know, actually, I, I, I appreciate actually what you're saying. Um,
0: so actually you're gonna lead us into the next point, which, which is very helpful. Um, actually, the, the test of wealth, as they say, um, I, I believe it's gonna tie in very well with what you said. So thank you. Um, we're now gonna discuss people that have a lot of money and three mistakes that they make. Um, so again, we're talking about people that Hashem has blessed them with great wealth, and three mistakes that they often make. The Sometimes, The creator directs the sustenance of many people through one person. Now listen to this next word. In order to test him if he is serving the Almighty or rebelling in him. In other words, we call this the test of wealth. When someone has money and they have the ability to decide where it goes, in other words, if your money is just telling you here, you have $10, go to the falafel cart to buy lunch, it's not much of a test. But if you have a lot of money and you're able to support yourself and others, that's a very big test. And listen to this. Such a test is from the most difficult of all trials and tribulations for the person. So think, think about it. There are so many different challenges that a human being, a yid, could have. But one of the hardest ones. Rabbi Bachai is saying is a test of wealth. You know, sometimes we play it down. We say, oh, I, I could handle it. Just know it's a serious, serious challenge. And it's one that Hashem looks very seriously into. Hashem is, Hashem is really paying attention. How, how, what's this guy doing with his money? An example of such a person would be that of a king who provides for his army and his servants. Likewise, army officials, advisors to the kings and their deputies, (laughs) who are surrounded by groups of their slaves, servants, officials, wives and relatives, for whom they make efforts to pursue means of amassing wealth through both good, legal and appropriate methods, and bad ways and, and illegal and inappropriate methods of doing so. So let's take a boss that is supporting wouldn't so much be a boss today in our in our Times. Um, but take a wealthy person who could choose whether he's going to support all these people in need. And tonight, we're going to learn one of the three mistakes this person could make. The foolish among them, the foolish among these, these wealthy people makes three mistakes. The first mistake is in the manner in which he amasses wealth. He obtains that which the Creator has decreed for him to take through shameful and bad means. Remember, we just finished saying a few moments earlier that Hashem is going to give you whatever you need, if you trust in him, with just very little work. If you don't trust in him, you may need to work really hard to get that same amount. So that's what we're saying here, this person who is wealthy, he's using shameful and bad means. But however, were he to make efforts to obtain it, employing permissible and appropriate means, He would still achieve his wants and desires. The fact that he has this money through inappropriate means means he could have got it the same amount through appropriate means. He would have managed to uphold his Torah observance as well as do well in his worldly matters. And he would not be lacking anything from that which the creator had decreed for him. So the, the challenge, the test of wealth, and the first foolish mistake people make is thinking that the only way they're gonna make this wealth is through, at times, illegal activity or acting inappropriately. And the fact that they have that money actually means they would have gotten it in a much easier way and a healthy way um, if if, if they deserved it from Hashem, which they obviously do. So let's summarize what we've learned tonight. What we've learned tonight is that we've concluded the idea of basic necessities, which included our health, that Hashem is fully in charge of our health, nothing else. But we need to do everything we can to be healthy. And then we continued talking about the second category where we need to have bitrachin, and that is with your additional income. And we're saying, you're going to get whatever Hashem wants you to get. But there's two ways you could get it. You could work hard and do it in shameful and inappropriate ways, and you'll get whatever Hashem wants. Or you could trust in Hashem, and just by going through your normal workday, you will get that same amount. So what's a blessing we could take from tonight's from tonight's learning? What we've learned tonight, the blessing is that we should really feel in our in our kishkes. We should feel in our heart, certainly in our mind, that whatever I'm, as long as I'm doing what I can, that's more, that's enough. And Hashem is going to provide for me. It's a knowledge that Hashem will give me whatever I'm supposed to get, and in your Hashem, it's much more than my basic necessity, that he's going to give it to me through trusting in him in a very simple and easy fashion. Amen. Any questions?